Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you which has been an essential part of celebrating life's sweetest moments. We pride ourselves on using artisanal techniques that have been passed down through five generations. Mm. Made using a small batch process, It's a Thing podcasts have a rich heritage built on our dedication to consistent quality and exceptional things. Thanks for joining us. I mean, it never ceases to amaze me how well all of these (laughs) mission statements from various kinds of companies suit our podcasts. Either we are the most generic podcast ever. Mm, mm, fair. Okay. Yeah. Or, or you know, saying something about mission statements. It's definitely one or the other. Yeah. Unclear. Unclear. Oh, man. But can you imagine the idea that mission statements are generic and not specific to companies? I what? mean, that would no. just that would just rock the corporate world. It must be us. It's it us. Must be. It's not them. It's it can't us. be them. Okay. And I know, by the way, that you're thinking that this is probably like, I don't know. Uh, bone pipes or, you know, felt <laughs> fedoras pipes. or like, I'm trying to think of what would go with this. And, I mean, I guess it's pretty artisanal. As soon as you heard artisanal, artisanal, you were thinking, yeah, oh, it's somewhere in Brooklyn. It's a small batch yeah, process. Maybe it's, it's like Kentucky Kinney. whiskey. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. People, it's red vines. Red vines <laughs> is artisanal. You Five can, generations. You can now smoke a red vine next to a clove smoker. Five generations of small batch red vine process. I I never would have celebrating life's sweetest moments. Mm -hmm. Wow, red vines are small batch. I mean, what? I guess that's why we grew up on Twizzlers. I didn't have red vines till I got here. Makes me wonder what the definition of small batch is. Suddenly, yeah, I guess Twizzlers were were the de facto where I came from too. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. Indeed. All right, what do we got? What do we got in the thing department today? Uh, well, I'm going to go with uh, hammer cakes, aka smash cakes, aka pinata cakes. Uh, these are all the rage. Uh, you may have seen one at a local party. Uh, they are cakes that you smash open, and there's cool stuff inside. Uh, what? So they usually come with a little hammer, uh, and that's why they're sometimes called pinata cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some argument about whether they should really be called pinata cakes because apparently there's something else that pinata cake means. But but the idea is they've got stuff inside of them and then you you break open the cake and there's, you know, candies inside or or chocolates or another smaller cake <laughs> in some cases. <laughs> That's a tour. I yeah. demand this in my life at my next party. This is incredible. And this is why I love this show, because I didn't know this existed, mm-hmm. but I'm certain that I'm now going to start seeing it everywhere. And also, I have to have one. Yeah. And uh, L.A. Smash Cakes, I'm, I'm not going to try to claim that they were the first, but they're certainly one of the most popular in that they are available nationwide. And like they are touting that they just added Florida as a place they can <laughs> ship a smash cake to. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm I'm watching the video, by the way. If I'm pausing, it's because I'm watching the video waiting mm-hmm. for the oh the smash. There it's you so go. Good. Yeah. You think they send you the little hammer? Yeah. Yeah, no, as far as I know, I haven't done one myself, but as far as I know, the hammer comes in the box for you. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, this is a a must-do. I found out about this on uh, a K-pop live blog of some one of their birthdays. They they brought um, they brought a they brought a cake and the and the person they brought the cake for was like, Oh, is it a smash cake? And they like handed her the little mallet and yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, if it has that particular convergence, then yes, it's a thing. <laughs> we can assume that this will be incredibly popular and amazing. Now, a pinata cake is apparently a more traditional cake with like a certain kind of candy inside, according mm-hmm. to some gatekeeping pinata cake lovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so if you're like, that's not a pinata cake, I agree there. And so do other people. But then some people also call a smash cake a pinata cake. So I don't know. Your mileage may be. Yeah. I like I like smash cake. I'm going to go with it because it's in the smash burger ethos. We kind of have smash. Oh, good point. Yeah. I feel like smash mm-hmm. really has like taken over as a. Smash is a meta thing. You're right. It is kind of a meta thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh, it, it, it doesn't mean just, you know, Netflix and chilling anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, it, but it does. Hence it still does. Appeal. Yeah. Right. In lots of. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's broadened yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, really good point. Really good point. You make Boy, that. that makes smash um, mouth really never it mind. does it it let's move on it, let's yeah i'm just gonna try to stage a rescue here an intervention if you will um hey voice memos instead of texts <sighs> so true <laughs> it's so true like so i don't know why true. all of a sudden it's taken off because i was looking this up you know, in my supporting material 30 seconds before the show starts. And I did find an article from Mashable from 2020 Mm -hmm. titled normalize sending audio messages instead of text messages. Mm. And I would like everyone to know that this is different. If you're not already doing this and apparently tons of you are, this is not the same as dictating your text, which is what I do all the time. And frankly, oh, sure. I think is a much nicer, happy medium. Between no harm in that. I don't even know you've dictated it, right? Necessarily. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times I just tell people, like, read my text phonetically and it'll make sense because <laughs> Siri's not always <laughs> right. that great right. at this. Sure. Yeah. But this is not the same as, and this is specifically for iPhone users. This is some iMessage business. Um holding the microphone in your little text box mm-hmm. and just talking. And then you lift up your finger and you send it. And then it's like a disappearing message, I think, but you've just sent someone a little voicemail via text. And evidently the uh, command inherent in the headline of this Mashable piece, normalize sending audio messages instead of text messages worked oh. because I'm noticing more and more people doing this rich notes that uh whatsapp also has this feature i figured something Mm -hmm. else must have it what okay what i'm also finding so fascinating is that people are increasingly starting to do this but like a lot of people hate it yeah because (laughs) you made the mad noise rich made the mad noise zoe brings bacon agrees it's evil it's a um it's it's uh what is it called um when you have one thing that is not equal to another, uh, I had the word in my head and it just, it's, it's asymmetrical, it's asymmetric. Thank you. Mom. Mm-hmm. Wood. Yes. No problem. No it problem. is an asymmetric issue because doing it 
is easy. Doing it is yeah. great. Doing it is like, oh, I don't even have to type. I don't have to worry about it not getting my words right. With the voice recognition, I can say exactly what I want. I can add intonation. There's no mm. downside to doing it. The I downside is going. all shifted on the recipient who's like, yes! oh, crap. I can't get a transcript of this, apparently. I mean, if you can, mm-hmm. let me know. Maybe maybe you can, but certainly not easy. Also, now I have to listen to it, and yes. I have to be in a position where I can listen to it, either put on headphones or be in a quiet area, hold it up to my face, uh, and I can't scan back and make sure I got it right. I have to listen to the whole darn thing again. So right. it's it's asymmetric. It pushes all the downside onto the recipient, which is why people do it, but everyone hates it. This is 100% true because you're absolutely right. It's the best message to send and the most irritating message to receive. Yep. Yep. And it, it really is better the record. to give than receive in this case. In this case, literally. <laughs> and Icor, hey, Icor, been hey, a minute, uh, makes the point you know, what makes transcripts is normal voicemail. Yes. Like, just leave me a voicemail and then I can read the voicemail. I don't, the, just in general, kind of our whole societal shift to audio, video, everything is hard to consume. Like, I don't want to have to watch a video of no, a pitch. No. I want to be able to review notes because I'm just not always in a place where I can have some, and it doesn't play reliably. Mm-mm. Like, it's and then it's like, oh crap, is it in my AirPod or is it on the speaker or the whatever? It just is like it's a yeah, asymmetric is the only word for it. Cause it is simultaneously awesome mm-hmm. and extremely terrible. <laughs> extremely annoying. Uh so annoying. I I have to say, it does go along with that, you know, somebody sending you a YouTube link as an answer to something and yeah, or or saying like, hey, check this out and a YouTube link. And I'll be honest, I know some of you listening right now have done that to me and I don't mm-hmm. hold it against you, but I never click them. I never do. I, I never, never watch do. them. Yeah. No, because I don't have that kind of time. It's time commitment. It's mm-hmm. it's often video on YouTube is less than it appears. <laughs> prejudice on my point or my part of like, is this even going to be worth, even if it's only two minutes, is it going to be worth it? Or is it going to be some overhyped thing? Like maybe it's not, but I'll never know. And and it's just so much faster to get text that I can scan and then decide, Oh, that will be worth my time. Let me, you know, put some time towards it. Dive into it a little more deeply. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the, the messages, at least in iMessage, I think disappear. Yeah. I think you're right about chain of correspondence. Right. You can't, first of all, you can't even review it while you're looking at it. You have to play it again and then you can't mm-hmm. review it later, even by listening to it because it goes away. I think you're absolutely right. right. Yeah. So heaven forbid someone put important information in there because mm-hmm. it's gone. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I want this to not happen. Exception that proves the rule. I have one friend. I'm almost willing to name them because they are the person who uses this right. Mm-hmm. Like they've judiciously use it. And most of their text messages are text, but on the occasion where they've sent a voice memo and I've been like, uh, I listened to it. I'm like, oh yeah, that made sense because you were Mm -hmm. recording a weird sound in your backyard that you wanted me to help diagnose or you, Mm. it was just a little more complicated. I don't know. There's one person that I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was using voice memos appropriately. I think we all have, right. My hairdresser, Mm -hmm. I'm fine with this. He's extremely dyslexic. I mean, it is so much work for him to 
to type, type properly. and read a message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it fair. to you, right? Yeah. Like that's fair. And sometimes like my sister-in-law, it actually, if you are sending something that is on the sensitive side, mm-hmm. like I that would say no it's about look over I, your shoulder. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to hear you know? it when you play it. at I'm <laughs> just going to hear it when you freaking play it out loud. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But for disappearing reasons. But yeah, it's sort yeah, of like, yeah. I, I don't just normalize speech to text. Like if what you're finding is that sending a text is hard, like typing it out. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why more people don't aren't using speech to text. And there's already text to speech. I can take your text message and play it to me if I need to. Right. 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 So. But I, I, I do fear that we are uh, on the verge of losing this battle because it's. Creeping in, it's creeping in. And okay, and this is now I'm just being a little bit crazy here. Like, but it's not, there's something uncomfortable about the listening because it's not the real person, but it's like weirdly intimate somehow. Like, I feel awkward in the way that I feel awkward when someone uh, on screen just suddenly starts singing. Yeah. It feels like a performance every right. time. Cause it is, cause it, it's the thing that's appealing about podcasting is you feel like you're having a conversation with the host of the podcast. At least that's what we hope as host of podcast. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and yet with a voice memo, it's almost too intimate, right? Because you're like, oh, this was it's meant just for me. Too intimate. It is way, that's exactly what it is. Like it just feels too intimate mm. and people aren't that accustomed to it. So they don't talk totally normal. They right. do it in a weird, like slightly performy way. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just it's not it's it's not good. I would like this to be a thing that moves on quickly, like a cloud in the sky. Let's just well, let let's uh, move on to something as uh, as comforting as a cloud in the sky. Let's. The word cozy. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I noticed this because uh, one of my favorite podcasts of all time, uh, Reading Glasses with uh, Bria Grant and Mallory O'Mara, did a whole episode about cozy reads. The cozy. Uh, started to be associated in in the reading world uh, with mysteries, cozy mm-hmm. mysteries where all the violence mm-hmm. takes place off off camera, off stage. Uh, it's just about solving the mystery. So there there could be something that that's rather horrifying has happened, like a murder, right? But but the mystery itself is very cozy. It's it's mm-hmm. it's very woolen socks and tea and 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 God rest her soul, Angela Lansbury, murder she wrote. Very cozy mm-hmm. mystery television show. But cozy is now there's cozy horror now. There's like what? cozy is like everywhere and and i think it's beyond just reading too like there is there is a desire for cozy and people are using cozy to mean like something that is comfortable and isn't going to make me upset isn't going to trigger (laughs) me in any way uh it's 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 uh it's a thing is what i'm trying to say cozy is a thing it really is and i guess it's not shocking that it would be a thing because we all just need this yeah <laughs> right now so there's that but yes i just did a search for cozy and then click the news tab and it's like ina garten shared ina ina garten just shared her cozy one pot chicken recipe right uh yep. 10 tiktok creators to watch if you're a cozy gamer mhm and then of course all of the clothes and cozy fall and whatever it's interesting because this is almost like the slightly more digestible evolution of Huga. Remember when Huga was such a yeah. big thing? We were ahead of now the game. Everybody with was Huga. like, Yeah. We really were. We really were. But everybody was like, you know what? Let's just call it cozy. <laughs> yeah, Huga Huga is cozy. And right. and, and it, it fed into the cozy river uh, of things now. <laughs> or you, you know so 
It's just so one, true. One tributary. Didn't and, we talk about um, the sweatshirt? We did. We talked about cozy, cozy mm-hmm. hoodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all of a piece. And now it's just, it's expanded like the blob. Exactly. A big, comfy, woolen, uh, relaxing blob. Like one of those big, huge beanbag chairs. By a roaring fire. I want to cozy. (laughs) Everyone wants to cozy. There's a cozy dream that everyone's trying to achieve. Yes, exactly. It's all any of us want. And it makes perfect sense that in these troubled times, we want it even more. In in a world where people cannot stop themselves from doom scrolling, as we have mentioned previously on the show, yeah. uh, yep. it makes sense that they would seek out the cozy in in other times to to balance it out. It's an antidote. Mm-hmm. It's just an antidote to the sharp edges of life. I love it. Well, this is amazing because once again we have accidentally created a narrative thread <laughs> because you know who's hella cozy lately is dogs oh man my dog's pretty cozy right now she's just laying there but i bet that you have not because you are a sane person with Mm. a sense of boundaries Mm -hmm. um bought your dog or built your dog an over the top fancy dog house oh yeah my dog just this is the dog house the house we live in there's there's a dog house which arguably it could be worse when you think about it but no 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 fancy dog house and I bet that you are not likely to take your dog to the $75 tasting menu <laughs> at the San Francisco restaurant called Dog, D-O-G-U-E. Oh, my gosh. I'll be honest, though, if I still lived in San Francisco, my Border Collie Sawyer would definitely want to do this. You'd be tempted. <laughs> We've oh, yeah, been joking for his entire life that his main goal in life is to be allowed to eat in restaurants. Really? Yes. He could go to Doug and get savory beef liver flan set in an eggshell with flops. liver crisp and mirror glaze. It's a whole tasting menu. And then there's this kind of, there's just been this trend. And I, I'm, of course, it probably goes along with all of the people who got pets during the pandemic and all of the millennials who yeah. are having pets instead of children right, right now. And so they, they're spending their over the top treatment and it's all content. Like I've seen a bunch of right. TikToks where it's like, well, I'm going to go get my dog out of her house. And they walk outside and there's like mm-hmm. a human size house and the dog <laughs> lives in it and it has its own bed and like a hot tub, you know? Wow. And then there's like this really fancy food that I have been guilty of ordering. That's human grade ingredients. And it comes and it's perfectly packaged. And then there's like little outfits and it's something about this convergence of like lots of new dogs, yeah. millennials having kids later, too much money to spend on stuff. And dogs are just like living the freaking dream right now. Over wanna, the top luxury for dogs. I want to roll my eyes at this, but I also have bought Thanksgiving dinner for the dogs at the dog bakery. <laughs> with <laughs> That's how they get you, right? Dog it's like, biscuits oh, that a- look like Thanksgiving meal items. Mm-hmm. There's the like, it starts with the special birthday cookie. Yeah. For the dog. Right. And it ends with the luxury doghouse mansion. Man, I, I, I think this is a natural progression because I know my uncle Harold, when we visited him with our dog in tow uh, in Missouri, wouldn't let us bring the dog into the house. 
That was just a thing. He was like, no, you can't break your dog in, in a house. And I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. So we we prepared for it and had a cool place for her to, to hang out and everything. It was all good. Uh, but it was just like, it was a generational thing. And I, I've heard people uh, talking about in fact, Steve Levy of uh, the, the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe was saying this on This Week in Science recently. He, he's like, people treat their dogs like, like you know, they'll spend all this money on surgeries and things that extend the life for a month mm-hmm. or two. He's like, I think it's crazy. It's a generational thing of like, they're dogs, they're pets, they're animals. Like, you know, you shouldn't treat them like humans. And I am, I have felt guilty of being the person who's like treating my dog like a human uh, instead of like, like a dog. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I can't. I can't look at this and, and, and say, well, I'm not doing this. And so I'm going to laugh at this because the people older than me are looking what I do and thinking the yes. same thing that I'm tempted to think about this. Right. But how do you feel about a Gucci porcelain dog bowl? I mean, I'm not going to buy one. I <laughs> literally just found this article. I mean, this is like amazing. Sometimes you are really on it and I am on it because I just found this article in the Telegraph from uh, two days ago. Welcome to the world of luxury pups. Has your dog attended flight school? Does oh it have its God. own nutritionist or beautician? <laughs> Pampered pooches are a rapidly growing phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. I've, and again, I'm, I'm not going to do any of this stuff, but dog I don't facials. feel I don't feel I have a place to mock it. If you have the means and this is what you want to do with your money. We are only here to deliver the, the information yeah. about the things. That, and that, also this that is Airstream doghouse is pretty funny, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's pretty that. sick. Yeah. You can get weekly doggy yoga, sound healing, and meditation classes. Yeah. I start, yeah. I start, to, I start to feel about I'm some of this. I'm trying to bait you into right. judging at this point. Yeah. You could like start, start putting out some holistic medicine that I don't think works for humans and then apply <laughs> it to dogs and you'll, you'll get me. You'll, you'll bait me for sure. <laughs> Hotels such as Great Scotland Yard Hotel offer, offer dog afternoon teas. Okay. That's pretty great. <laughs> That's actually amazing. I would love that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Great and then Scotland they're like, yard. Ah! could it be, could it be that a slowdown in the human birth rate spells more dogs and therefore more dog services? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Even oh just God. the perception of it. Right. Cause I know plenty of people who started with dogs and now have kids. And Oh, absolutely. Dogs and, are and, like the starter kids. And they were, when they got the dogs, they're like, we'll never have kids. We're just going to have dogs. And then they yeah. end up having kids. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's a hundred percent like a starter situation. Yeah. But if you blow all your money on <laughs> your dog before you ever get to the kids, just, just be careful. Could be rough. Yeah. So yeah, keep that in mind. Oh God, there's going to be dog college, isn't there? <laughs> well, there, there's obedience school. Why not dog college? Right. There's obedience Again, school logical that, outcome. Like New York style. I think in this article it talks about how there are obedience schools that you sign the dog up before the dog is born. Oh wow. Just like Just some like sort kids. of fancy New York preschool. Oh, yeah. uh, I couldn't get my dog into the best obedience school. Looks like the University of Illinois. Oh, that's amazing. That's well done. Well done. Over the top luxury dogs for sure. Wow. I and I'm in the this. dog world and I didn't know this stuff. This is good stuff. I think I only know it from really it was TikTok that alerted me. Um, but also my other favorite thing about this is that when I put it in my reminders, which as everybody knows is my um, super secret research is remind me on Thursday at 2 p.m. that over-the-top luxury dogs is a thing, for example, <laughs> that um, that Siri insisted on spelling it capital D-A-W-G-S. <laughs> Getting uh, a little spicy there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to leave it. I'm yeah, going to leave it. We'll allow it. <laughs> a little homage to Randy. 
Uh, let's get to your feedback. Feedback at it's thing.me. We got a thing from Joe Hood. Actually, a couple things. Says, hello, friends. Two quick thing formations that are just adding to piles of evidence. First, for decoration season being a thing from September to January, my recent trip to the Home Depot involved walking past Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving directions, all decorations, all out together in the first week of October. Wow. Yep. Check. For pickleball being the er thing of 2022, I present an article <laughs> using the growth of pickleball to explain local reactions to the housing crisis. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, why this not? is from Southern Urbanism Quarterly. What the pickleball boom tells us about housing. I mean, oh my goodness. And also Rich dropped in our, was it Rich, I think, who dropped in our chat the other day that Stephen Colbert is hosting like a- He's hosting a pickleball, pickleball tournament, tournament. On, on CBS? I mean- Or was it some CBS affiliated thing? I can't remember. It really is the earth thing. It's the chicken sandwiches of- Yeah, CBS Celebrity Pickleball thingdom. Tournament. The Celebrity Pickleball Tournament is the uh, uh, the celebrity battle of the sexes of the 20s. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> Proof positive that cable networks have always needed or just battle of to the network stars. Yeah. Battle of the network stars. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Or those like celebrity softball tournaments. Yes. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. That was celebrity pickleball. It's the next. Uh, it's celebrity the next pickleball. Anyway. Yes. Thing firmed. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Alan writes in with some pompous grass thoughts, mm. not pompous, but pampas, <laughs> pam, pam, pampas, pam, yeah. pompous, P-A-M-P-A-S. Dear Tom, Molly, and Rich, does uh, pompous grass mean the same thing over here as it apparently does in the UK? If so, is something else on the rise as well? Seems sales here dropped when people caught on to what it meant among those in the know. And evidently, it uh, was or used to be the not-so-secret symbol of swingers. (laughs) (laughs) But... The gr- the grass the grass I but like how? I guess if you saw it in front of someone's house then that would suggest that swingers live here yeah I mean is it put it in a <laughs> put it in a vase on the porch and that means you're you're open for business or is it like just having pompous <laughs> grass of which I have two large bushes in my front yard. Sending I, I, a signal that I do not mean to send. Evidently, you are, in fact, um, sending a signal that you may enjoy the lifestyle, mm. according yes. to this article in The Guardian. Well, thankfully, <laughs> I don't live in England. I don't know if it means the same thing here or not, but I have now no evidence that it does. No one's come up asking me about my pompous grass. I'm, this is so fascinating, though. This article notes that the Telegraph uh, spoke to a few garden centers, and they seem to be selling about half what they did five years ago. Wow. And maybe people are like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, we trimmed you the know, pompous grass uh, this week, and uh, pursuant to your discussion of the tufts selling for high amounts of dollars, uh, brought a few inside and put them in in a pot. They're beautiful for decoration. They were great. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to reclaim it. It doesn't yeah. have to be the signal. <laughs> right. You can wear an earring in whatever ear you want. It doesn't have to mean anything. You can put pompous grass <laughs> wherever you want. Well, no, maybe not wherever you want, but, you know, without having to signal anything. Wow. That is a good email, Alan. Yeah, good one, Alan. 
Very good. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Ellen did us did me a service. He did you a solid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe just swap out some Agave. Even if I'm just type. aware now to be like, oh yeah, the pompous grass was here when we moved in. It's over. Like every time you look at it now, you're gonna be like, uh. and not not to look at the neighbors coyly and say, do you like our pompous grass? How do you how do you feel about our pompous grass? <laughs> Uh, Tony from Texas spotted a potential thing on the rise. Hi, Thing Masters. I'm not sure if this one has been covered, but after spending a weekend in Dallas, I'm so sorry, Tony, I noticed a lot of guys in hats. Well, not a lot, but enough to notice. And not cowboy hats, but just your 1950s variety of fedoras, flat-brimmed, etc. Is hat culture trying to be a thing again? Interesting. I mean, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think hat culture really is. I didn't know. I've seen a lot of women in fedoras and felt influencer hats and stuff, but yeah. I didn't know it was becoming even more widespread. But I guess I'm not shocked. I'll keep my eyes it's open. It's like influencer culture is these hats. Yeah, yeah. I haven't noticed it here in LA, but I may not be in the right circles, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may not swing in the right pompous grass. <laughs> yes. uh, but uh, I, I know that like hat culture declined from the 60s to the 90s and then started mm-hmm. to make a comeback in the 90s with the again, swing music revival of the 90s Uh, but it feels like it never quite caught on it was always a a fun thing that if you wore somebody like oh you're wearing a hat cool not a like hey everybody's wearing hats again so yeah right i don't know maybe maybe this is its time i think everybody's wearing hats again i think you're absolutely right because no one has cattle (laughs) nice good one (laughs) i knew you good one Just email us at feedback uh, at it's a thing dot me if you got that one. <laughs> yes, please. Because uh, meanwhile, we will get to. I think it's the best part of the show, frankly. Uh, I, I the, think it is the yeah. shout outs for our patrons at the very top level that are custom made. You want to talk artisan? You want to talk small batch? It's these shout outs. No other podcast does it the way our producer Rich Trafalino does it. It's true. You wish Red Vines. Yeah, you. Wish. Thank you to those uh, who support us at patreon.com slash it's a thing at the shout out level. This week's shout outs for you super fans are based on a GQ article about the best denim shirts in a callback to a very, very recent episode. Should we just trade back and forth here? Yeah, let's do it. Love it. Love it. All right. Kick us off. Got your sixth wedding of the fall coming up and fully tapped out of Morris Jones and Kevin Sill combos you like? Throw Lee Price into the mix and your Jake Woods is suddenly supercharged with rugged sex appeal. Cop some wild patterned pants on a whim and now concerned Lara Abel can't pull them off? (gasps) A classically handsome Eric Duncan will lock him down and balance out the swerviness. Want to look good on the weekend, but too damn lazy to really think about it? Benjamin Forrest, white t-shirt, black jeans, can't lose. Giving an important presentation for Gabrielle Cohen when your trousers embarrassingly split right down the seat? Okay, well, a denim shirt probably can't help you there. That's when you ask yourself question number two. What's Andrew Bradley's phone number again? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Miranda Janelle is useful. Like having Joe Hood, who's a contractor, useful. 
They're a James C. Smith classic and a Mike Aiken staple that deserves a space or two with Louis St. Amour. And the two most useful kinds of denim shirts are button-down and western, which you'll probably want in a medium-to-light wash for maximum versatility. Here are 22 of the best men's denim shirts that'll really help tie your fits together. I think we ran out of patrons at the end of that one. And we just started talking about denim shirts suddenly. We need more of you at this, this level. I think this is an unsubtle plea for more patrons at the show right. level. <laughs> Help us, patrons. It's a sign. Don't, don't you want to be the medium to light wash for maximum versatility? That could have been you. Here are 22 <laughs> of the best yous that will help really tie your fits together. Could have been you. <laughs> could have been you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash it's a thing. Help us out. <laughs> uh, you don't forget to email us too. Uh, that one's free. Email us at feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Bye. Bye. That's incredible. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.